0: Founder Acharya shilpropa <makes in> the jaya, Nantakulti Vaishnavrinda ki jaya, Namacharya Shilharida Stakura ki jaya, Grand Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sridhoitika Dadao Srivasati Gauravata rinda ki
1: jaya,
0: Shishi Radha Krishna Bhopovinas Saimakunda Radha Vindigiti <the> Gaurdhinda ki Kija. Vrindhara nama ki jaya, nama ki jaya, Navajri mayapura Ganvai Jumaradeva ki so, sing to All glories to the assembled electors. All glories to the assembled electors. All glories to the assembled electors. All glories to Sri Guru and All glories to Sri Prabhupada. She even comes out of the room, so I do the the Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudeh. And um, the text 12 was so on the board, so we're going to read that first and then we'll go back and read the other verses. Uh, can I, actually? I had actually intended for it to be 7 through 11, but anyway, my mistake is such a so we'll do 12. Yet, <laughs>
1: Pritchato, Padna Pansu, Saviya, Vishaya, Sayon,
0: as a way of work. For undergoing, severe For undergoing severe austerities and penances, as a way of practicing yoga, meditation,
1: etc. Vritta-atma-bhi, <laughs> <laughs> by a persons, able the a persons able to control the mind, yogi, Bihi.
0: yogi Bihi. by such yogis, dhyana-yogis, raja-yogis, dhyana-yogis, etc.
1: Api, Api. indeed, Indeed. alabiyama, cannot be achieved. Saha,
0: the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Eva, Eva.
1: indeed, Indeed.
0: Yadju Vishayam, has become the object of
1: direct vision face-to-face.
0: Has become the object of direct vision face-to-face. Raja Oksha, Oksan, Oksan, Raja Oksha. of the inhabitants of Raja Vrindavan. Translation of purport by Shilapalpa. Those are some of the last purports then. Probably last chapter that he gave translation of purports to is 13, is 12. Translation, yogis may undergo severe austerities and penitentiary for many births by practicing yama, niyama, asana, pranayama, none of which are easily performed. Yet, in due course of time, when these yogis attain the perfection of controlling the mind, they will still be unable to taste even a particle of the dust from the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of God. What then can we describe about the great fortune of the inhabitants of Rajabhumi Vrindavana, whom? Supreme Personality of God in person lived, and who saw the Lord face to face. Perfect. we can simply imagine the great fortune of the inhabitants of Rwanda. It is impossible to describe how many, many personal of pious activities they have become so fortunate. This course reminds us of the Romans, the verse fantastic quote he said about Sarasam Padamia, Baya Ortappi Mata-Sahomuripa-Livana, so guest you have the Barasimriyam Chivichitampe, that if you travel at the speed of the wind, you the mind still to get the tip of the lotus feet of the Lord is very difficult. And here, these residents of Archibaldi particularly, this is about the cowherd boys, are seeing the Lord face to face. We're going to go back in week 7-11 in the Purportus translation. All the boys would be differently engaged. So this is what it means to see Christian face to face. What does he mean? They have the fortune of seeing God face to face. What does that mean? A lot of people in the world, they think seeing God face to face means you just see a light. Huh? Right like in the, in the Bible, in Exodus, it says Moses saw God face to face like a friend speaks with another friend. But if you talk to most Jews and Christians and say, that yeah, God has a face and you can see him face to face, they say, no, no, no. It's just metaphor. God has no face. Okay? So what does it mean to see God face to face? Then there's not very much description of the face of God, is there? In the Bible, means something in the Song of Solomon, but they don't know what to do with that. So, you know, what, is, what does it mean to see God you do when you see God face to face? Like a friend is with another friend. So that's what's described here. All the boys would be differently engaged. Some boys would their flutes, and others would be made of horn. Some imitated the buzzing of the bumblebees, and others imitated the voice of the cuckoo. So boys particularly like to do this. This is a particular characteristic of males. You know, they've, they've uh, analysed psychologically, the psychologists analyze, like little boys and little girls when they're playing, the little boys, 80% of the time, they are making noises. The girls are generally talking. Does that surprise anybody? And the boys are generally making noises, and they're making noises like machines, or like animals, and even uh, adult men. You know, she would probably like to do this also, He would like to make noises. Boys particularly like to do this. So the boys, they're, you know, and cuckoo and and different creatures that they're imitating. Some boys imitated flying birds by running after the bird shadows on the ground. Some imitated the beautiful movements and attractive postures of the swans. Some sat down with the ducks, sitting silently. And others imitated the dancing of the peacocks. Krishna also particularly likes to imitate the dancing of the peacocks and he has sometimes a peacock dance also with the gopis, so they dance like the peacocks among the coward boys and also uh, with the gopis we can just imagine what kind of dancing that is, just like today there's uh, people doing break dancing, things like that that would be like a peacock type dance
1: Hmm.
0: Um, some boys attracted young monkeys in the trees, so that's not a very good idea to do with the modern monkeys in Vrindavan, if you try to attract those monkeys and they bite you and take your phone and your glasses and so forth. But the boys were attracting the monkeys. Some jumped into the trees imitating the monkeys. Wouldn't that be funny? Some made faces as the monkeys were accustomed to do. So again, I wouldn't advise this if you go to Vrindavan today to make faces at the monkeys. And some jump from one branch to another. So the boys were, they were jumping in the trees, making faces at the monkeys and jumping. This is what you do when you hang out with God. Just imagine some, you know. People think, if I'm with God, he's in a cloud. Then why don't they show God in the clouds? You know? Who would want to hang out on a cloud? Who would want to hang out on a cloud? How boring. And so God's just in the clouds and people are just there singing Gloria, Gloria. <laughs> that's all they're doing. And if you're studying the scripture, that's what the Jewish rabbis say, you, know, you go to heaven, you're just studying the Torah all the time. Why would you be studying the rules of this and that and the other thing? You know? But now this is actually what they're doing some boys went to the waterfalls and crossed over the river jumping with the frogs. And when they saw their own reflections on the water, they would laugh. So, full of joy. They would also condemn the sounds of their own echoes. Now, this is also very typical for one yeah? Insulting themselves, even. Um, you know, they're making some sound into the water. And making the In this way, all the coward boys used to play with Krishna, who is the source of the Brahman effulgence for Gyanis, desiring to merge into that effulgence, who is the supreme personality of Godhead for devotees who have accepted eternal servitorship, and who for ordinary persons is but another ordinary child. The cowherd boys, having accumulated the results of pious activities from many laws, were able to associate in this way with the supreme personality of Godhead. How can one explain their good fortune? Prabhupada refers to this person very often in terms of the Calvert boys had accumulated heaps of pious activities. Heaps of pious activities. And, uh, just yesterday, the day before, I was listening to a lecture on actor devotion where Prabhupada was explaining. Bhagavan Jee, the fortunate Jiva, the Guru Krishna Prasadi Bhakti How does one get this seed the seed of bhakti? Prabhupada was defining the seed of snake initiation. How does one get the seed of bhakti? How does one become Bhagavan? And he says this Bhagavan is done by this heaps of pious activities this. recommended by Goswami, not up, but to to one, two, Somehow or other, whether one thinks of Krishna as an ordinary child, or as the source of the Brahman fortunes, as the source of Paramatma or as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one should concentrate one's full attention upon the lotus feet of Krishna. That is also the instruction of Bhagavad Gita 1866, Saradhana referred to, Dhammami Kamsha Shri Srimad Bhagavatam is the easiest way of directly approaching Krishna. Ishvaha Sajyo Vidyayi Avarnu Avardru Dite, Thwa Kutibi Sushru Shibi Tak Shanat. Bhagavatam 112. Diverting even a little of one's attention towards Krishna. This is quite a statement here. Diverting even a little of one's attention towards Krishna and activities in Krishna consciousness immediately enables one to achieve the highest perfection of life. Can we get that again? Is that encouraging? Diverting even a little of one's attention towards Krishna and activities in Krishna consciousness immediately enables one to achieve the highest perfection of life. i think of that. one can get all perfection just by the 11th of a second so diverting even a little of one's attention this is the purpose of the Krishna consciousness movement the secret of success is unknown to people in general people think the secret of success and good fortune is something else And therefore, Sri Vyatadev, being compassionate toward the poor souls in this Kali Yuga, in the material world, especially in this Kali Yuga, has given us a Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam, Puranam, Amalam Yad, Vaishnava, Priyam, Bhagavatam, 12, 13, 18. For Vaishnavas who are somewhat advanced, or who are fully aware of the glories and potency of the Lord, Srimad Bhagavatam is a beloved Vedic literature. So even if you're just somewhat advanced, even if you just have read a little bit of literature, or if you're fully advanced, change this body, if we do not care about Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam, we do not know what the next body will be. One time, the devotees asked Prabhupada, will most of the people on the planet now take birth as animals? And he said, not necessarily. Many of them will become swarms. But if one adheres to these two books, Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam, one is sure to obtain the association of Krishna in the next life. Dr. Dayam Purnarjama, 19.8.8. Will be sure to? So, so. When? Next life! Right? Because here it's saying many, many words, these, these coward boys, they have performed, uh, you know, biased activities for many, many universe. I'm the next life One sure. a that Would be nice? Jumping in the trees like a monkey, and calling in the water and, and insulting your own echoes. And dancing like peacocks with fish. That'd be fun, huh? Next life. That's not very long. Is that very long? No, it's not very long at all. Our whole lifetime, even if you live for a hundred years, is only eight billionths of a second. To Lord Brahma, it's like this. You know, we're thinking, I want, I want a billion pounds. I want a strong, healthy body. I want a beautiful mansion by the sea. It's only eight billionths of a second. If like we just adhere to this Bhagavatam Bhagavad Gita, and then in eight billionths of a second, then we can be jumping in the trees with Krishna. Mm. If one adheres to these two books, Bhagavad Gita and Shrimad Bhagavatam, one is sure, one is sure, to obtain the association of Krishna in the next slide, Twakuda Punajanma, Surjana. Therefore, Shri all over the world, is a great welfare activity for theologians, philosophers, transcendentalists, and yogis, Yoginami as well as for people in general. General Abde Paramapum Sam, Anthin Dharayan Asvati, Bhagavatam 216. If one can somehow or other remember Krishna Dharayan at the end of life, or our life will be successful. So, this is real good fortune. We all want good fortune. Anybody here who want bad fortune? Please raise your hand if you would like some bad fortune. You want bad fortune? I don't want bad Who would like good fortune? Who would like good fortune? Who would like to give good fortune to others? Would you like to make other people fortunate? I had a doctor's appointment the other day, and he said, "So, what are you doing?" And I said, "Well, in a few days, I'm going to go over What are you going to do there?" And He said, "Well, we're involved in feeding the widows, and educating the slum kids, and cleaning the holy sites, and so forth, and so on." and he was talking about philanthropy. He was saying, you know, these rich people, why don't they give some of their money? I said, it's not so easy. You, know, just, you can give money and it can go into some uh, corrupt person's pocket. You know, it's, it's not such an easy thing to do welfare work. But everyone has this idea, even the criminals, they, uh, they usually care about somebody. Maybe they care about their child or their dog or something. I mean, you find even the mafia, the Nazis, they still care about somebody, yes? Very rare a person who really doesn't care about anybody. So we want good fortune for ourselves and we want to give good fortune to others. And how to give that? What is good fortune? I so said they don't know what is good fortune. The materialists, what do they think is good fortune? Something in a dream, basically. In good fortune, have a nice house and a beautiful spouse. And, you know, intelligent children. And a BMW in the car. And a big flat screen TV. And my football team winning the championship. And my body's strong and healthy. And everybody loves me. And that's good fortune. But it's it's all a dream. It's it's a dream. It's like if I said, okay, tonight you can have a very nice dream. That's okay. Would you work hard your whole life so you can have one nice dream for eight billions of a second? But what kind of success is this? And this is why when the materialistic people achieve that success, they say, is that all there is? You know, they get it. They get the beautiful, strong body. They get the fame. They get the fortune. They get the big house. And they have the attractive spouse and the attractive, smart children who are all going to Cambridge the dog and the dog too right they have all that and then they say is that all there is?" and many of them then they, be, they become addicted to intoxicants or suicide or they think maybe now I have to find a different partner <laughs> or something so that's their idea of good fortune something that's illusory, temporary doesn't touch the soul and doesn't bring any kind of lasting satisfaction that's so how we all experience this we may not be totally convinced, but we're theoretically to some extent convinced. And then, what do the Gyanis think is the highest satisfaction? So they can see that desire for all this, for this dream, simply causes trouble. It simply makes one work hard for something illusory. <laughs> so the Gyanis say, you know, real success, real good fortune is becoming desireless, becoming nothing, become empty. Does that sound like very good fortune? So instead of having, instead of aspiring for a nice dream, you aspire for deep sleep. Why should I aspire for a nice dream? It's just a dream. So I'll just stop dreaming and I'll be in deep sleep. Does that sound like good fortune? So we're saying, what is the real good fortune? The real good fortune here is to see Krishna face-to-face. Drake, the vision, to see Krishna face-to-face. Probably so many times would say, you can see Krishna face-to-face. You can see Krishna face-to-face. Of course, it's very interesting, you know, even in our Hare Krishna movement, we may not believe that this is possible. It's like someone asked me, is anybody really attaining perfection in the Hare Krishna movement? Oh, anyway. So we often think it's not possible. I right? know we, we've almost created a social milieu where it's sort of looked down upon if somebody starts seeing Christian face to face. That was kind of sort of interesting. You know, if you do see Christian face to face and you tell your friends, you know, they they may report you to the temple authorities as <laughs> as, as you know. <laughs> You're having some sort of you know something bogus about you. This actually happened to several friends of mine. You know, they had some amazing spiritual experience. And when they confided this to somebody, they got in trouble. How dare you have a spiritual experience in the Hare Krishna movement? Hare Krishna. No, I mean, I, I remember being with Prabhupada and the reporter was asking him, you know, have you ever seen God? And he said, I'm seeing him at every moment. And, and that is what we are aiming for. This is the fortune that we're aiming for, is to see Krishna at every moment. I mean, all right, in the beginning one can see him as the light in all luminous objects, so there's some lights can see in the air. But we want to actually see Krishna face to face. Prabhupada would say this so many times to see Krishna just like we're seeing each other. Because he is everywhere. This is our perfection. So how are we going to do this? we talked about many things. The other day we talked about association of devotees. How by the association of devotees, one can achieve all perfection. So today we're talking about one of the other aspects of panchanto one of the other most potent items of devotional service. And that is the shastra. So in Bhagavatam 284, it states that if we're studying Bhagavatam, then very soon we will see Krishna in the heart. And in 1344, one of the most wonderful, I think, uh, of Sri Ramakrabhu's purports, Kabupatah 1.344, where Prabhupada talks about hearing with rapt attention. And he says, if one hears with rapt attention, then one will directly see Krishna in the pages of the Bible. That's not just something metaphor or poetic. Please, let's not become like the Jewish and Christian and Muslim theologians who just interpret their scriptures metaphorically and poetically. That when you say, wait a minute, what is it? Moses is seeing God face to face like a friend. Oh, no, 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 he doesn't have a face. God's writing on the tablets of stone with his finger. So he must have a finger. No, 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 he doesn't have a finger. <laughs> it's all metaphor. We don't want to become like that. We don't want to say, well, Krishna lifting and go around here with his finger. You know, he doesn't really have a finger. It's just poetry. Krishna
1: really has a finger.
0: And when we, when we are wrapped in attention on Bhagavatam, one can see Krishna face to face in the pages of the Bhagavatam. One of the most, maybe the most, astonishing Bhagavatam classes I ever attended was my devotee, Radhika Raman Prabhu. Maybe some of you know him? So Radhika Raman Prabhu, to me, epitomizes what we would like to achieve for our youth, the kind of children that we would like to produce, you know, his. English is perfect, well it's American, but from my perspective it's perfect. <laughs> American and his Sanskrit is perfect. Now he knows all the Shastras inside and out and backwards and forwards and upside down. One of the greatest scholars actually on the planet in Gaudiya Vaishnava theology, but very humble. You would never guess to meet him that you were meeting one of the greatest Codipananda who was also like that. They didn't yeah. comport themselves as you know. Like Keshir Kashmiri coming to debate with Mahaprabhu. I am a great scholar. You know, it's not like that. It like, <laughs> when you meet Radhika Mahaprabhu you think was, this was a young boy. And this is a young boy. The Bhagavatam class that I attended was at a scholars' convention in the Hare Krishna movement, but it wasn't very well attended, his class. There you were know, 10, 15 people in the temple room, although there were maybe 60 people at the conference. And none of the big devotees were in attendance. Nobody recorded his class. Nobody was paying much attention to this person giving class. And he was giving class on a verse of uh, Krishna's activities outside of Mathura. And as he spoke and as he was describing Krishna's pastimes from the Bhagavatam, one well, really felt that Krishna was walking around the temple room. That Krishna was manifesting from the Bhagavatam what it means one can directly see Krishna in the pages of the Gita. I found this is particularly true in fact for people born and raised in the Hare Krishna movement. For whom Krishna is, is always a person. He's always real. Those of us who join as adults, Krishna may be some philosophical construct, some idea, some uh, you know archetype. But we'll say yes Krishna is a real person, but often we don't we don't really internalize that. But I found that people, the children born in the moon if they're raised properly, if they're raised properly, if they're raised properly, for them, Krishna is very real, from a very young age. And for, for them to directly see Krishna in the bhagavad for them to directly see Krishna in the deity and the Name, is very easy and natural. But why is it that Krishna is directly manifest in the Bhagavatam? Well, the Bhagavatam has everything in it. It is in itself a holy place. It has yes? all the descriptions of the holy place. It is Sarasanga, like reading this verse about the coward boys, these verses. We are in the association of the coward boys faction. But we may not appreciate it if we're not hearing with rapt attention. If we're thinking instead about, you know, what we're going to eat for Prasadam or what business we have to do later at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or how our bank account is, you know, under the, under the red line, or how our husband was angry at us this morning, or how I'm really having some pain in my back and I wonder if it's cancer. You know, if that's what we're thinking about, then it'll be difficult to associate with the um, but they But they're, they're here. They're here in these words of the Bhagavatam. This is not just ink on paper. But we're factually associating with them. And of course, here's Krishna's holy name is throughout the Shastra. And over and over again, there's Krishna's holy name. And of course, the purpose, Prabhupada said, his ecstasies. And Chandramundi Bharata said one time when he was reading the Bhagavatam, he was reading he actually heard Sri Prabhupada's voice speaking his purport. I can understand, this is Prabhupada's ecstasies. I'm right here with Sri Prabhupada. You know, the first time that I, that I saw the person with Sri I was standing next to the san fanning him during his lecture. And it was hearing his lecture was completely the same as hearing a recording of a lecture. The, the experience was completely the same. Unfortunately, we don't have recordings of Prabhupada dictating his books except for most of the Christian book. You know, most of the chapters of the Christian book Prabhupada dictating. We don't have, we have only the beginning of the five rasalini chapters, those are absent in those little pieces that are absent, but we have most of it. And it's, it's really wonderful to, to hear Sri Prabhupada speaking this his book. So we're directly here with Sri Prabhupada in his ecstasies. I mean, and the Bhagavatam also encourages, not only does it give us Krishna personally, but it very much encourages renunciation. There's whole sections of the Bhagavatam that say, what are you doing chasing an eight billionth of a second dream? There's whole chapters like that. The Forest of Material Enjoyment is, is a really primary one. The whole story of King Karanjana, you know, what, what are you doing? Why why are you going for something that is an illusion, that is just a mirage? And as we we read these verses, we develop detachment. And of course, the Bhagavatam is the essence of Vedanta, it's the essence of spiritual knowledge. So if we really would like to associate with Krishna, not only, as Prabhupada said, we're sure to associate with Krishna in our next life, but also now. We we don't have the philosophy that you know you do a lot of austerity in this life and you suffer and you just sort of hope that when you die you go to heaven. No, hopefully. We're trying to enter into this now. In our, in our current embodiment. We want to see Krishna face to face now. So how do we do that? By absorbing ourselves in these scriptures the Bhagavad Gita and the Bhagavatam Prabhupada specifically mentioning in this report. That's not to say that we can't also absorb our mind in the negative devotion and negative instruction and so forth. And of course, Krishna book is simply Bhagavatam. And this was Prabhupada's goal and therefore she Prabhupada, at the beginning of his mission, he's translating Krishna book and negative devotion. I think our most esoteric books that probably gave us are Nectar Devotion and the End of Chaitanya Charitamita. You know, and there we were in the 1970s to Suri Chaitanya Charitamrita in the airport which is just sort of inconceivable. But that Prabhupada's giving the highest thing to everyone. He's giving the very highest thing. There's not something higher you know, the Upadesha Amrita, nothing higher. This is the highest place, Govardhan, Radhika, what's higher than that. And Prabhupada's giving it to everyone. He's telling everybody about the coward boys. What is it like? It's not just some vague thing, you know, you're in the clouds singing, warrior, warrior. You're jumping in the trees. You're pretending to be monkeys. You're pretending to be frogs. You're pretending to be a peacock. Of course, here it's just specifically about the counter voice. But all of the agasas are there. Now, Krishna is your child. Who thinks they can have God as their child? <laughs> Everyone in the world is saying, you know, God the Father, God the Father, God the Father, God the Father. But you can have God as your child. You can see God as the child. Charming, attractive, little child. Just like in in ordinary life, when people have a child, especially when the child's very young, not so much when the child's older, but when the child's very young, the child absorbs their whole attention. If you doubt that, just go through Facebook of people who have young children. 80, 90 percent of their photos are of their their child, of their children. My child eating, my child sleeping, my child laughing, my child playing. My child playing over here, my child playing over there, my child playing in the day, my child playing in the night. <laughs> well, it's natural. Robin says, being captivated by their children, parents take great care for their well-being. If you weren't captivated by your children, I don't think you'd do it. But you have God as your child. Imagine if your ordinary child is so captivating, one little jiva, you can have God as your child. Or God as your master. My perfect master. Everybody wants to work for the best company. Right? One good devotee friend of mine is going in a few days for an interview with Microsoft. And really hoping, I'll oh, get the job at Microsoft. I'll get the job at Microsoft. Want to speak, you can get the job at Krishna's company. Can you imagine that? In an interview? An in interview on Monday. Alright, let's see if you can be my servant. What do I get to do? Will you get to give me a massage? Will you get to put me back and for my jewelry? And what can even be Krishna's lover? What an amazing concept. You know, what amazing concept. So of course, we had people in the Catholic Church like St. John of the Cross and St. Teresa of Evelyn. You know, John of the Cross was persecuted for saying you can have a romantic relationship with. Dare you say such? Of course, later they made him a doctor of the church. They recognized him as a saint. But this is described. Not just in some vague way, you can be God's friend, you can be God's parent, you can be God's, servant, you can be God's servant, you can be God's beloved. But actually, the details of what are you going to be doing? And what are you going to be experiencing even in this life? So, what a gift we have in these books, my dear friends. What? A gift? This is real good fortune. This is reality. This is eternal. This isn't a dream. It isn't temporary. It isn't something false. It's who we are. What better gift can you give to yourself and to others? First, first, you have to give it to yourself, huh? Rabbids say, don't just distribute the books and you're not reading them. First, we have to give them to ourselves. I know so many in the heart of the Hare Krishna movement. You never read the books of the Hare Krishna movement. It always astonishes me. You know, you ask some questions about the books. Uh, have you ever read the Bhagavatam all the way through? Uh, I've only been devoted for 25 years. No. I
1: haven't
0: had a chance yet. So this is the nectar. This is the fortune. This is our means of advancement. And it can be given to everyone. How can go and give to everyone that God is a little boy playing like a frog. But because of Prabhupada's purport you can do that. Srila Prabhupada has made his purport so accessible that we can distribute Krishna book. We can distribute Krishna book. We can distribute about the Rasa Lila. We can distribute devotion and and Chaitanya Charitamita and Bhagavatam. We can distribute this to meat-eating, wine-drinking, illicit sex-hunting, gambling people. That's unbelievable. And such people come and say, yes, this is what I want. It says if you just have one of these books in your house, that God is personally in your house. I mean, what prophet? It's inconceivable what you would prophet. I just can't can't hear the name. You don't even talk about it. Entrance into... This is not just knowledge about the highest thing. It is the highest thing. By reading the Bhagavatam, one can... can. If one's absorbed in the Bhagavatam, one can realize one's not this body, not by... absorbed in the reality, it starts to awaken within you. It starts to awaken, oh, I'm Krishna's servant, I'm Krishna's mother, I'm Krishna's friend, I'm Krishna's beloved. And one starts to awaken that identity, and as one awakens that identity and gets more and more absorbed in the Bhagavatam, in the Bhagavad Gita, in that identity, then naturally, I'm not this body, naturally one understands the world is a dream. Naturally. If you're with, you know, you're with people who are your friends and family and there's some television playing in the background, you don't even notice it. Huh? Oh, it's just an illusion, yes? Just like when Prabhupada visited Mukunda on the Lower East Side, and Prabhupada was had difficulty with his roommate, who was a drug addict. And Prabhupada went to see Mukunda about getting another place, and there was some cartoon playing on the television. And Prabhupada's talking to Mukunda and his then-girlfriend. And then Prabhupada says, This is nonsense. And says, Yes, it is
1: nonsense.
0: When you're absorbed in the reality, the nonsense is obviously nonsense. You don't have to make a separate endeavor for the nonsense to be nonsense. If we want to become detached from our body, if we want to realize we're not this body, if we want to stop feeling the pains and pleasures, you can't just want to stop feeling the pains, my dear friends. You have to want to stop feeling the pains and the pleasures. Sorry. You can't just say, I want to feel the
1: pleasures and I don't want to feel the pains.
0: But if one wants to get free of feeling the pains and pleasures of the body and mind, if one wants to stop striving for some illusion and some mirage or rastrate billions in a second, if we want to achieve perfection, we become absorbed in reality. That is bhakti yoga. That is the of substance of bhakti yoga. Manashekha Prata Absorb your mind, absorb your consciousness. Manana, bah, 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 bah. And what easier way to absorb your consciousness than this? And some blue buffaloes made of horns. Some imitated the buzzing of the bumblebees and others imitated the voice of the cuckoo. Some boys imitated flying birds by running after the bird's shadows on the ground. Why don't we try this again? Why don't we try to actually meditate on this? And I think if we actually meditate on this, we'll be very inspired to take this book and give it to somebody else. So could we just for about three or four minutes Forget that we are so-and-so or so-and-so dossier in this world, that we are in London. What we have to do today, what we did yesterday, all the mistakes we made in the past 10 million because i All the mistakes we made yesterday, all the mistakes we made since 4 o'clock this morning, all the mistakes we're worried that we might make in the rest of the day, all the things we're going to accomplish, just take that and just put it aside. Forget. We can just come back to it. Just like, put it in a box and put it off to the side and just come back to it later. And let's just go into the Bhagavatam. All the boys would be differently engaged. Some boys blew their flutes and others viewed bugles made of horn. Some imitated the buzzing of the bumblebees and others imitated the voice of the cuckoo. Some boys imitated flying birds by running after the bird shadows on the ground. Some imitated the beautiful movements and attractive postures of the swans. Some sat down with the ducks, sitting silently, and others imitated the dancing of the peacocks. Some boys attracted young monkeys in the trees. Some jumped into the trees, imitating the monkeys. Some made faces, as the monkeys were accustomed to do, and others jumped from one branch to another. Some boys went to the waterfalls and crossed over the river, jumping with the frogs, and when they saw their own reflections on the water, they would laugh. They would also condemn the sounds of their own echoes. In this way, all the cowherd boys used to play with Krishna, who was the source of the Brahmin Fultons for Ghandis, desiring to merge into that of Fultons, who is who the Supreme Personality of Godhead for devotees who have accepted eternal servitorship and for ordinary persons is but another ordinary child. The coward boys, having accumulated the results of pious activities for many lives, were able to associate in this way with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. How can one explain their good fortune? Yogis may undergo severe austerities and penances for many births by practicing yama, niyama, asana, and pranayama, none of which are easily performed. Yet in a due course of time, when these yogis attain perfection of controlling their mind, they would still be unable to taste even a particle of dust the Lord is of the Supreme Personality of Bhagavad. What then can we describe about the great fortune of the inhabitants of Vajrahumi Vrindavana, with whom the Supreme Personality of Bhagavad person lived and who saw the Lord face to face? So therefore, as Brahman says, if one adheres to these books, Gita the and Srimad Bhagavatam, one is sure to obtain the association of Krishna in the next life. Therefore, a distribution of Bhagavatam all over the world is a great welfare activity. so we can't go very long there's a wedding today questions, comments, additions, subtractions
1: just answers. yes so robot was describing his uh, purpose as his personal ecstasy mm. and uh, it's just amazing that we read these books and we don't feel the, any ecstasy so mm. why is that and how do we change that situation
0: if one's heart doesn't change if one's heart doesn't melt so the answer is offenses, but offenses are due to our material attachments you are not wanting to let go of the things that are hurting us it's quite simple you know, I have a I have a grandson who's his whole life has been a very picky eater and he won't even try things I mean, the list of things he doesn't like is so long that, you know, you're better off making a list of what he does like. Because he just doesn't like something. He doesn't like potatoes. You know? and, and many he's very young, he's only seven, but many ecodicies he would just fast. Completely, because he just didn't want to eat anything. And it was really a problem trying to feed him anything. You know, unless you want to hire your own you know, hire a gourmet chef to live in the house to just cook exactly what he wants. So the last time I was there, right before I left to travel with his older brother, Bikram, was here with me, I said, you know, Devesha, it's going to be very hard for you to travel with me if you're so picky about what you eat. Because said, you know, when I'm traveling, it's not that people are just going to make what you like. Not that everybody's going to make, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich for you wherever you go. You need to at least try something new if, if you want to come with It was always said. Very simple. And then he started trying new things. I was just talking to his mother, and she said, He's eating. <laughs> so this is our situation. You know, we're, we just have the material pleasures, and we have all the spiritual pleasures in front of us. We don't want to try them. I'm not going to like them. I mean, he wouldn't even try them. He would just run away, literally. Like, you know, sitting down through a and, Don't put that on my plate. I don't want to eat that. And then he would run into his room, screaming. Ah, I don't eat that. So that's what we're doing. You know, we have our material pleasures. And so what are our material pleasures, my dear friends? just like old, dried-up, five-day-old bread. And we have in front of us a feast, and we're just saying, yeah, you can taste that. I'll have to get my old bread off my plate, you know? Here, I'd like to give you all this tasty samosas and pakoras and all ravioli plates piled up with this old stale bread. Our consciousness is full of sub juncha Oh, I did this thing. Oh, I did that thing. Oh, I did this thing. Oh, I did this. Thing. Oh, I did this. oh, I made this mistake, and that mistake. And I want this if I only could get this, if I can only do this, if I can only be this, if I can only, only have this, if I can only
1: have this, if I can only, 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 only have that.
0: want the perfect kids. You get the perfect kids. Then you want the perfect car, or then you want the perfect kids to grow up and move out. <laughs> you want your perfect husband to take money from us to leave you. You know, I mean, it just—it never ends.
1: <laughs>
0: no, it never ends. And you get perfect health, but then you don't have enough money. And it's always something. And then it goes on to the next life, the next life, the next life. some faith, because you have to take the stale bread off. And you don't quite know what's going to happen. You have to, you have to say, okay, I'm, I'm just going to let go of that stuff. I was just talking, to one devotee about this the other day. who's was a husband-obsessor. Everybody's obsessing about something. Somebody's obsessing about finding a perfect pair of socks. Somebody's obsessing about finding a perfect husband. Somebody's obsessed about finding a perfect job, or the perfect stomach, or whatever. Anybody's obsessed. let it go? I can't let it go. I said, what about letting it go like for a month? Could you let it go for a month? I okay. let so just fill your mind with Krishna, never mind what's going to happen, what did happen, what already happened, what might happen, what's happening. Who cares? It's a dream.
1: Like sometimes you
0: wake up in the morning in the middle of a dream, and you're like, I want to go back to sleep and see how it ends.'" <laughs> when my mother was dying visiting her in the old age home and sometimes it was too much staying in her room sometimes I needed a break from her room but there was no real place to go so I'd go sometimes to what they call the common room so the common room is where all these old and sick people are going for socializing most of them can't socialize because they, they, they can't think and many of them can't communicate so they're more just like a bunch of people in the same room that are connecting with one and they constantly play a television show. they so am constantly playing television in that room. So I remember one time I went in the room, and there, I don't remember what it was, some, some show was on. And some of the people were sort of watching. You know, like that. And at one point, one of the nurses comes and just turns off the show. You know, I mean, if I was watching something and somebody just came and turned it off, I'd say, I'm watching that. said, wait, wait, in this reality. And if there's so much variety in Krishna's pastimes, Prabhupada said our heart can be like a television set. And you can have, you know, you can have the Ramachandra channel, and the Krishna channel, and the Lord Chaitanya channel, and the Matsya, and the Korman and the Sinka channel. And there one doesn't just see a year, one can smell and touch and taste. So, but you have to be willing to look away from the television set of, of the dream of the material world. You, you can't, you, how are you going to absorb yourself in Krishna if your mind keeps going to how is it going to end and what's going to happen and what's, what did I do in the past and what will I do in the future? There may not even be the future, who knows? Thinking about all these things, what's going to happen when I get old? Maybe you won't even get old, you know. Oh, hey, Correct. Then a week from now, w- worrying about something, that me. and that's why we don't. That's why, because we're, we're, we're somewhere else, and we're somewhere else due to all of our fears and our attachments and our you know. I have to think about these things. I have to worry. No, you, know, you don't. Actually, don't. Really, just uh, you know, you have to do some practical things in the world to make sure the bills are paid. But you don't have to absorb your attachment in them. them and you don't have to have any attachment for them. You, know, you have to take your medicine if you're sick, and you have to see the doctor if you're sick, and you have to put petrol in the car, and you have to pay the bills. And you know, you But without it, this is my my life. And, and if you just a little bit, what's the I was saying here, just... Christian activities and Christian consciousness immediately enables one to achieve the highest perfection. but Just a little bit. If you just a little bit, a little bit. Don't just read these things officially, but meditate on them. Just a little bit. They're so wonderful. They're so attractive that you're not interested in things in the world that So that's what it is. We have to allow ourselves. Bravo. What is this? When you concentrate on full attention for the lowest speed of Krishna, this is also the instruction of Bhagavad Gita. Saratham Purchajamikam and, sure and To concentrate, we surrender to Krishna. We're surrendering to so many things. We're surrendering to our body, we're surrendering to our family, we're surrendering to so many things. Why not surrender to Krishna? Just let let go a little bit. A little. And you go, wow, Yes? Everybody's done that? Everybody's let go a little bit? Let go a little bit into the into the shastra sometime and you go, wow. Does
1: that answer your question? We don't want to let go. Hold on. Is that right? Yeah, thank you. I was actually thinking that it's it's all correct, but there is also an aspect of uh, not being engaged properly. Mm. Because if I'm reading about... Krishna consciousness, and then doing something else, I can't really connect to it. Mm, well, that's, that
0: ties back to the purport I referred to but didn't read from three forty four, where Prabhupada mm-hmm. talks about being pure in action, being pure in eating, sleeping, fearing, and defending. But, 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 we distribute these books to people who are not properly engaged at all. <laughs> yes? When I first read Chilaprabha's Bhagavad Gita I was not perfectly engaged even one speck except that I had been praying I had been praying but I mean, it, wasn't, it wasn't it was the but it wasn't really I can't say my life was perfectly engaged and still I read Bhagavad Gita and I went wow Okay, I'm quitting college, I'm quitting everything, and I'm going to go move into the ashram. From sitting in my room alone, reading Bhagavad Gita. Yes?
1: I was wondering, uh, while you were talking, I was just cooking something in my mind. Oh. (laughs) Pakoras? Yeah. (laughs) Sweet rice? You know, it made me thinking, because... So he's already just meditating Krishna. So 25 been. years, you know, the is sometimes, you know, they, they don't read the books, what to speak of distributing them. I've noticed in 35 years I've been around, I've noticed every time a new bhakta comes, you know, it's always the same emotion. They, they're very much attracted to the Mongol yeah. very enthusiastic Bhagavatam class. They're very cheerfully serving. They're very, it's like they're pure devotees. Yeah. But then it's like the other way around. But once, you know, then they get some position and become a manager, and you don't see them anymore for managers Gita class. She what, is manager is what, is <laughs> what is it that, uh, you know, that more some devotees they advance? Mm. They that's, advance. That's, this is a deep. Question and you know, we only have about like three books. or
0: four minutes before we're really going to have to clear out the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could get some simple sutras. A, yes, management is difficult. We had Bhagavatamrita, Gopal Kumari, he becomes the king of the capital, the king of Puri, Indra, and Brahma to do service, but he also says, oh, management is really bothersome. So you have in the Bhagavatam itself that if you take a position of management for Krishna at a certain point, you should give it up and go to the forest. As soon as you have a successor, actually. So any manager is supposed to find a successor as soon as possible, which is why all these kings are so nuts about having kids. Ever wondered why? There's all these stories about why they're really like, I have to have a child! You know, even though they're great devotees. Because they have to have a successor. You don't just walk away from your service. So management service, although it's an important service, and although Krishna wants it to be done, and although He wants devotees to do it, there is an aspect of management service that is distracting. And we have Bhagavatam, which is quite the evidence of this. And the, the Vedic kings, as soon as their child is 25 years old, they're they're gone. Like, okay, I'm done. They don't they don't hang around. You know, I really like, of course, one of my favorite, 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 favorite verses in the Bible is, and then that warrior who spoke on thousands of verses with thousands of meanings and fought on thousands of battlefields with thousands of men then fixed his wide open eyes on the personality of God. So even if you get distracted by management and this and that, and the other thing, I mean, Bieser could speak on thousands of subjects with thousands of meanings and fought on thousands of battlefields with thousands of men, and still he could fix his wide open eyes on the personality of God. Um, The other thing I see is more just, what is bhakti yoga? Bhakti yoga is a relationship between us as a person and Krishna as a person. So let's say that uh, a man cheats on his wife with a hundred other women. And she throws him out of the house. And then one day he comes back and he knocks on the door and he says, Sincerely, I'm really sorry. I've really messed up. I've really offended you. I've really cheated you, I've caused you a lot of pain, I've deceived you, you know, so many things. So, if he's speaking, if he gives a proper apology, we don't have time to discuss what is a proper apology, but if he were to give a proper apology, where he was taking for responsibility, not blaming anybody else, actually empathizing with the hurt that he caused to his wife, that she would be happy. She would definitely be happy, and she would give him some immediate reciprocation if it was a genuine apology. And then, after giving him some sort of immediate reciprocation, I'm so glad you've come to me. I'm really, really grateful. really grateful for your apology. Would she let him in the house, do you think, immediately? What do you think? I don't think so. What would she do then? Test him.
1: She would test him.
0: Where would he have to wait? And talk to him, but she's not going to let him in the house. Yes? And she's going to test him. She's going to watch. And if while he's sitting outside, he starts googling some girl who walks by. So we come to Krishna and we say, another example It's like a prison. If you're in the prison and you say, I want to be a, you know, I want to be an honest citizen. And you show some sincerity, so you may immediately taken out of your regular cell. You may be put in a cell with less security. You may start getting privileges within the prison. So there's some immediate relief. There's, There's some immediate reciprocation. And then you're watched, and then you're trained, and you're tested. And at a certain point, then you're paroled, where you're sort of free. You're sort of free. You're almost free, but you have to keep checking in with your parole officer, and if you mess up, you can be pulled back in. So when we first come to Krishna consciousness, Krishna is very exciting. He's a person, and he gets very, very, very excited. And he gets very happy. We say, my dear Lord, I'm a fallen fool, and I want to surrender unto you. I want to dedicate my life to you. I want to become a devotee. I want to attain enlightenment. He gets extremely excited. Yay! Oh, you come back, like he says to, to Gopal Kumar. I've been dancing like a fool for so many lifetimes, waiting for you to come back, hoping that you would return to me. And so in the beginning, there's this big, and this, by the way, happens with anyone who takes up any religion seriously, not just our This is a, a phenomena that is across anybody who makes a decision in their life, I want to surrender to God, in any religion. That there's a easy conquest over temptation. The, the, the illusion is just e- easy, easy, easy to deal with great happiness, a great sense of freedom, everything is is glowing and fresh. And then Prabhupada says, one has to pass the test of the spiritual master. And what is tested? Do you really mean this? Now we do have some devotees, we do have some devotees who go immediately from that to very higher stages of vision consciousness. There are some but most people don't. Most people, when they really deal with, okay, all right, well, what about this? Oh, no, 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 not that. But what about this? Oh, no, 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 not that. And then it becomes, what Prabhupada say, a hard struggle with determination. Once you start on an Arjuna Riti, a lot of people go, "Oh, I'll forget." And people either weep or they become superficial. So I want Krishna. I want Krishna. I want Krishna. Okay, take a bath. You know, I'm not dirty. Why should I take a bath? Then after Nartan Vritti, which just fifty percent of Inarktivis are clear, then Prabhupada says it's easy, everything comes easily one after another. One starts being primarily in Sudvaku. So some people do that very quickly. I mean practically speaking you could do it in a moment, but most people don't do it It's just the reality. And a lot of people when they hit an artanavritti, they just turn around and run the other way. Either they go back into sense gratification. Or they become superficial devotees. become inattentive. And for inattention, uh, Jiva Goswami says one of the, the symptoms of inattention, prolonged inattention at an advanced stage, not the inattention of the nifra, is that one will judge one's advancement by one's accomplishments, which relates to this idea of position. One will start, instead of getting, looking for internal advancement, one will look for titles and one will look for, you know, numbers or something. So that's a, my very simple answer, and well, we do have to vacate the
1: temple. Thank you very much.